teacher friends, I want to connect with you on a personal level. And I think sometimes in order to do that, you have to share something about yourself. So something that I love doing, and I wonder if you can relate, is I love going to the movies. It is my dream to have a pass to go to the movies unlimited times or to maybe even have like one of those bougie home theaters like these are life goals for me but I love going to the movies and I've seen a lot of really good ones recently I saw the new Wonka I thought that was exceptional I saw the new Mean Girls musical and I was surprisingly fond of the remix of that excellent job on that one and I also saw recently the boys in the boat which is based off of a true story. And do you know what happened at the end of all three of those movies? As the credits started to roll and the lights started to come back on, what naturally happened was I started clapping. Like I was just sitting in the theater, just just clapping my hands. And I don't know if it's because as teachers, we love applauding great work. But at the end of movies that I think, man, they knocked it out of the park. I naturally start clapping because I want to celebrate the fact that I just saw an amazing movie. And it always embarrasses the people that I'm with, whether I'm with family or friends. I start clapping and they're like, oh, God, she does this every time. And they feel like they have to turn to the people around us and explain like, God, she does this. But but it's just a thing. I clap a lot. I celebrate success, whether it's with students or it's in the middle of a movie theater. Can you relate to this at all? And if you can't relate, if you are not somebody who claps at the end of the movie, would I embarrass you if we were hanging out, right? We're teacher friends. We go to a movie. I'll get the popcorn. You get the Mike and Ike's. Right. And then we share these snacks. Are we going to also share in a celebration or are you going to be wildly embarrassed? Either way, I would love to go to the movies with you sometime. So why am I bringing this up? Why am I talking about this situation? Because I think that one of the top five favorite ways to be a part of education is to celebrate education. I think that this is hard to do in the climate and the culture of where we are at in terms of societal's viewpoint on education, but I genuinely believe that education deserves to be celebrated. And what I want to do in this episode is connect on that. What are some small but significant ways that you and me and we can celebrate education so that this quarter, the final quarter of this school year, can be filled with awesome? How can we crush it in these final days or final weeks? And for a lot of us, me included, final months of the school year. I think we can celebrate education. And I want to give you a few fun, festive ideas on how to make that happen. So let's get into it. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, 
celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities. Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. I'd like to share another fun fact with you, and I'm wondering if you can relate on this one also, is if you ever came to a big Genta family function, right, where we are getting together to maybe open gifts for a birthday or for some sort of celebration or hell, we could just be getting together to eat pizza, there is inevitably going to be so much clapping, Let me give you some examples. So let's say, for instance, we are going to celebrate my little adorable niece's birthday. It's her first birthday in June. I guarantee that she is going to be filled with so much love and gifts and hugs and kisses and snuggles. But when Luna is done unwrapping gifts, aka her parents are going to unwrap the gifts for her, every single person in my family is going to just clap after every single thing that is opened. She opens a swimsuit, the whole family's going to be clapping. She opens, you know, some sort of adorable toy, the whole family's going to be clapping. It's just what we do. It doesn't even have to be about a gift. Let's say that we're going to do like a family pizza night, and my dad goes and gets the pizzas. The moment that he walks in the door with the pizzas, do you know what my entire family's going to be doing? All right, dad, yeah. This is just how we roll. And I am getting a little self-conscious conscious as I actually say that out loud because I'm wondering if that's just really weird or if it's really relatable. If your family does this, you're probably like, oh my gosh, yes, you know, we're not alone. If your family doesn't do this, you would likely be overwhelmed at every single family function. What am I doing in this moment? I am trying to do something that starts with the letter C, which is connect. I think there are a lot of words in education that are connected to the letter C. And connections is super important. But so is celebration. And so is clapping. Because I think when we celebrate and I think when we connect and I think when we are clapping our hands, those are all symbols that we are crushing it for kids in our schools. I actually wrote a book called Crushing It for Kids. And each chapter of that book is one full focus on a word. And the C is celebrating. And in that chapter, I talk a lot about how we have got to wrap our heads around how we can celebrate kids, celebrate students, celebrate schools in small but significant ways. And I think clapping is just one of them. In fact, if you were to walk into my classroom and I pull a popsicle stick of a kid and they come up and they just do like a a 30 second speech, which is super fun. I love doing 30 second speeches or one minute speeches. I would not even have to prompt my kids 
that kid would stand up and the rest of the class would be like, all right, let's go, Mason. They would naturally start clapping. If I call on a student and they answer a question, the whole class would be like, nice, yes. If I do something good in class and I tell a pun and I ring my pun bell, the whole class would be like, okay, Miss Genta. You know why? Because I think oftentimes, kids, here's another C word, copy our positive behaviors. They also copy negative behaviors. But when we have so many celebratory opportunities in class, when we have so many things that kids can celebrate, that is going to exponentially increase the positive things that they can copy and then also decrease the negative things that they can copy because a classroom should be a place where we are constantly and consistently celebrating education. So let me give you an example of just something very quirky that I do. I play this game called Crappy Birthday with Kids. Crappy birthday is like, just to emphasize, I'm not saying happy birthday. I'm saying crappy birthday. Like C-R-A-P-P-Y. Because I love celebrating students on their special day and finding them crappy gifts. How do you find a kid a crappy gift? Well, you can do it in Google Images. You can find something terrible in your classroom and you literally present a crappy gift to a student. I teach middle school and high school, but even when I was teaching upper elementary, this was something that I did with kids because it is a way to say, hey, I know it's your birthday or your birthday is coming up or happy belated birthday. I got you this really crappy gift that I think you will hate. And it is so funny and it creates a lot of clapping and it creates a lot of here's another C word creates a lot of camaraderie in your classroom. The culture is going to boost when we're saying I got you this really crappy gift and let me tell you why. Do You know how simple that is to just say you know what moving forward I'm just going to celebrate students on their day of birth. And it can be by going into Google Images and finding some sort of random, ridiculous gift that you could give them to celebrate their birthday. And I guess, you know, to remix, if you're like, oh, this doesn't feel very nice, okay? This is really funny for me. But if you're saying, like, this isn't funny for my students because I teach younger kids and they would be sad if I found them a crappy Google Image fake gift, well, you could be like, Happy birthday and find something. If I was going to get you a birthday gift, here's what I would get you and here's why. It doesn't have to be a crappy birthday gift. It can be a happy birthday gift. But this does not take a lot of time. And what ends up happening is you are getting so much positivity and so much classroom celebration that the time that you invest, you get back tenfold. No doubt about it. In fact, Let's say you don't want to celebrate with a gift or a Google image. Could you just like sing happy birthday to your students? Could you give them options? Because I do. I, I sing for students um, and I give them options. I give them, I'll sing to you in English, the traditional happy birthday version. I do know the Spanish version, so I will sing to you the Spanish version. Or I like to call it the TGI Fridays version, which is, this is the birthday song. It doesn't last that long. Hey, 
that's the that's the TGI Fridays version. I feel like that's what they would like do at a restaurant, right? And then sometimes they like make you stand on a chair and it's really awkward and everyone's like, oh my gosh, right? But nonetheless, what are you doing to celebrate students in small but significant ways? One thing that I say, and I wholeheartedly believe this, is that in schools, there should be way more clapping than critiquing. And I want you to think about that for a second. In your classroom community, is your classroom culture so high that your students would say that is absolutely true? In our classroom family, there is way more clapping than there is critiquing. I think, for the record, that critiquing can be super beneficial and also very necessary. Our students need feedback. Our students need redirection. Our students need to know when they need to pare back or level up. But I also think when there is so much clapping in our classroom, that critique is going to be received and heard and appreciated differently. So what does that ratio look like in your classroom? Because if we find ourselves stressed and struggling as teachers, which is really easy to do these days, then sometimes that ratio gets a little unbalanced. It gets imbalanced and we get a little negative, we get a little nasty, and then we start to spiral. Well, it's really hard to spiral and celebrate at the same time. So where are you at personally? Where are you at on the journey of crushing it for kids and celebrating education? What if we just did like a quick little activity right now? And if you're in the car, you're going to need to do this later. But if you are running or if you're maybe doing food prep or maybe you're grading, what if you just hit pause on that activity for a second and you did a one minute brainstorm on all of the times that you have celebrated your students within the past 30 days. How long is that list? And I want you to know genuinely that this is not like a shaming kind of thing. If your list is really small, I'm not upset. You shouldn't be upset. This is just called reflective practice. Sometimes it takes moments like this reflections like this, a podcast reminder like this for us to say like, oh, dang it. I kind of have been spiraling, but I want to be celebrating. And so how do we do that? We look at that ratio of critiquing to clapping. I'm not even talking about physically clapping. You don't have to be physically clapping in your classroom all the time. That matches my personality. That is how I create crushing it for kids kinds of moments. But if you are not a noisy person, if that would actually annoy you, if the noise would annoy you, then I'm not saying you have to be physically clapping. I'm just saying like, how can you be mentally and emotionally clapping on your students so that they feel celebrated as an individual? I think you are probably doing more celebrating than what you're giving yourself credit for. So please don't skip that one minute reflection. But here's what I will say. If we want to crush it for kids, it starts with that letter C, celebrating education. There are different ways that we can crush it for kids as well. In fact, that's what I'm going to be doing in the next few weeks. I'm doing like a mini series during the month of March 
on five different pillars of education. You heard the C, celebrating education, and I gave you some simple strategic ways that we can do that. But throughout the month, I want to give you some other super helpful practical tools on how you can crush it for kids so that the final weeks and final months of this school year can be absolutely incredible. In fact, I want to give you a couple of offers. One, If you have never heard of my book called Crushing It for Kids, I want to give you a copy completely free. Seriously, if you don't have a copy of my book Crushing It for Kids, I will leave a um, link in the show notes, but it's www.monicagenta.com forward slash free book. And you have got the option to get a completely free digital copy or if if you like holding a book, I like holding a book. But I will send you a physical copy of the book at no profit whatsoever. I will just have you cover the cost of the actual book and shipping and I will send a copy your way because this is just a gift that I want to give to you. You are giving the gift of inspiring and motivating and propelling kids forward. I want to give you a gift of the book called Crushing It for Kids. Seriously, go to monicagenta.com forward slash free book and I will hook you up. Because coming up in April, there's a really cool thing called the Crushing It For Kids virtual course. And it's going to take all of these ideas and we're going to level them up. And it's going to be packed with tons of ideas, tons of motivation, tons of inspiration. Because I genuinely want fourth quarter to be your best quarter yet of the 2023-2024 school year. And I genuinely think that it can be, even if you're like, girl, mm-mm, I haven't been celebrating anything this year. This year has been a train wreck. This year has been a dumpster fire. Celebrating is so hard because my students are a mess, or maybe your leadership is a mess, or maybe your your maybe your own mindset is a mess. And so if you've been stuck and you're like, yeah, this year just needs to be over because that's the only thing that's going to get me through. I really do think that we can turn it around when we focus on the five pillars of education and crushing it for kids in those five areas. So I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. I really want you to know that I am celebrating you as a human. I'm celebrating you as a teacher. And I don't want you to miss the rest of this series that is going to be dropping throughout the month of March. If you aren't already subscribed to get these podcasts that drop every Sunday night, make sure that you're doing that, whether you're listening on Spotify or you're listening on on the Apple Podcasts app. If you click subscribe or follow, they will just drop into that app every single week. So you are ready for your commute on Monday morning or your commute home on Monday afternoon. Don't forget to get your free copy of Crushing It For Kids at monicagenta.com forward slash free book. I put a direct link for that in the show notes. But I want to thank you for listening to this episode. And most importantly, I want to thank you for living this teacher life.